Springfield, Missouri has exactly 1,000 birds. Only 1,000? <laughs> They're all real. So. <laughs> We have a thousand kinds of birds? Yeah. <laughs> or literally a thousand No, one thousand birds. <laughs> oh. At any one time, you know, like one passes away, one's wow. hatched. That's amazing. Live to a hard drive from the deep dark heart of Vic Lurvy Park, deep in the Oak Grove neighborhood of Springfield, Missouri. Listen to Springfield Mo America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. My wow. name is Andy Carr. And my name is Dan Howell. <laughs> Made it through. <laughs> That was pretty cool. And you said it in a nice, thank you. <laughs> Clear, concise way that all of our guests could definitely understand. <laughs> That's not for them. It's for the people that have listened to the other 113 episodes. Like the Micro Machines guy, you know? Oh, yeah. Truly, yes. <laughs> I would love if somebody paid me to do that. Yeah. I'd be cool to get paid to do any of this. How you doing, Dan? Oh, um, I am a bit sleepy, Andy. Oh, yeah? Unrested. Why? I, I Why is say. that? Because I've yet to eat at all the restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> oh, and it's just keeps them it's up at too night. much of a weight on my little soul. <laughs> you do have a little soul. Hey, well, you it's know, a little soul. Such a big man's body. Soul sizes here. <laughs> my little soul's perfectly fine. Little soul, big body. This is something that runs in your family. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got some news, Dan. Oh, <laughs> it's, please. It's not really wow. big news. I tried a new donut place today. This is the news portion of the show. Tried a new oh. donut place today. Opened up in my neighborhood. Not going to reveal the name due to the nature of the story that's going to happen. Mm. Went and ordered a, a half dozen. Almost wow. had a six dozen. Mm. My brain is not working. That'd be a lot. <laughs> at all. A six dozen. Yeah. That'd be 72 donuts. I pointed out, oh, get the... the Yeast with icing there. Give me two of those old fashioned ones, one with the blueberry, one with the maple. Mm. And uh, when the dude brings it around, there's there's one donut that I that I asked for in the <laughs> in the box. And this 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 person, I assume it was a college kid who probably just started, uh, did not know what an old fashioned was, did not know what a yeast yeast donut was. Hmm. However, yeah. I will say that once we got my order situated, really good. Yeast, got yeah, a, you know, it's a new new competitor. He, he should know the donut terminology, but you're, you're definitely very well versed. Like, you probably do gangbusters at that job. Yeah, I know. I know. I know the names of all the donuts. Maybe he just <laughs> thought it was pick one. I'm going to list off some donuts. You pick one and then you choose on the rest of them. Anyway, there's no real end to that story other than <laughs> that I had a tasty donut for breakfast. Wow. And thus concludes the news portion <laughs> of Spring Food Mo. Andy, should we introduce our guests? I don't know. <laughs> Well, why don't we have them introduce themselves? Please. I don't know where to start. Why don't we just start down here? Sure. My name is Emily Flatness. I am a history major at MSU. I am John Herbert, and I teach theater and drama at OTC. Uh, I'm also going back to school for a master's in fine arts and dramatic writing at Missouri State. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Radical. I'm Lizbeth Chapel, and I'm also going back to school, but to be a pilot. <laughs> this is very cool. Are, are we on Jeopardy right now? Yeah, I feel like I we, we just are. introduced yeah, we three just very smart contestants. <laughs> three random smart people that come on our episode today. No, you all work on a specific project together. Would you care to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So we're all part of the Millie Project, which is a theatrical production, and it tells the story of Millie Sawyers, a real woman from Springfield, Missouri, mm -hmm. who won her freedom in court in 1835, which is before Dred Scott. It was pretty extraordinary. We claimed her as our founding mother of Springfield. Yes. Uh, uh, we talk about the founders of Springfield. Uh, her picture is yet to uh, uh, grace Founders Park, but it'll happen real soon, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, a shame. It is. What else should people know? <laughs> <laughs> what roles do you all play in the production? I play the role of Louisa Campbell, who is the founder of Springfield, John Pope Campbell's wife. Uh, multiple uh, roles, really. It's kind of an ensemble show. There's a number of things that go on. I play my, myself, in a way, at one point, uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Wait, you're uh, Martin Luther King Jr.? Uh, just, just for a second. <laughs> just for a second. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. No pressure, right? Also, Union General Nathaniel Lyons. You uh, play him. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Union General Nathaniel Lyons. Yes. <laughs> Madam, you uh, wish us luck in tomorrow's battle. <laughs> right, <whatever>. John plays <laughs> the drunkest version of Union General Nathaniel Lyons. He's pretty drunk. That we've uh, ever had in the production. <laughs> I always thought, you know, whenever when I first read that story, I thought that that he probably was 
frightened and probably drinking a little too much at that little dinner gathering with uh, you, you know, method people. acting or <laughs> <laughs> no no I have uh, I have I have yet to show up drunk to a rehearsal or a performance <laughs> for this show <laughs> Yes, Union General Nathaniel Lyons had dinner with Louisa Campbell the night before he went into battle at Wilson's Creek. And so it was probably his last dinner before his death. And he did not realize that Louisa Campbell was a Confederate woman. Whoa. Mm. You should say the line that Louisa says to him. Madam, you wish us luck in tomorrow's battle. Sir, I am a Confederate woman. <laughs> <laughs> and you have sons in the Confederacy? Yes, four. And I wish they numbered in 50 and I were leading them. And that is a real quote from Louisa Campbell. Wild stuff. Uh, I also <laughs> wish my sons numbered in 50. Uh, you know, to, to have 50 sons. Uh, you know, what, do, we, do we have any hard facts on what they ate that night? Mm. Since this is oh. the food podcast. I know they drank. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't General Lion it, raised his glass to her. I can't remember if it's mentioned what they ate. And it is mentioned McDonald's that or <laughs> <laughs> they prepared one of the dinners that Louisa Campbell was famous for. So um. Oh, so now we just need to dig up which dinners Louisa Campbell was famous for. You know, oh. some, probably casserole feeding those fifty boys of hers. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> fried, fried chicken and waffles. A... I'm hoping it was. <laughs> <laughs> a Confederate cookbook somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm sure what's there in are. There. <laughs> Would we want to talk about the production you're trying to mount, the video version? Yeah, for sure. So we are a theatrical production. We've performed all over Missouri. And we were actually invited to also perform at the National Consortium on Race and Ethics in New Jersey. Wow. Which would have been in front of state Supreme Court judges from all over the country. Um, however, we're now in a time where bringing people together is very dangerous. Oh, why's that? <laughs> was, 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 uh, did something happen where we can't do that anymore? <laughs> Because I got sons numbering in 50. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're getting together all the time. <laughs> you got to have places to go. No, yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, but now we are filming the production so that we can continue sharing Millie's story and continue sharing other black histories that we don't feel like are appropriately told. Very cool. Where can people find more information about that? They can follow the Millie Facebook page. And we have information there. And we also have links to donate to the filming, which will happen before the end of the year. And our Facebook is just titled The Millie Project. So it's not too hard to find. Awesome. And we'll link to it in all the show notes and promotional materials for this episode. So <laughs> anything else we need to cover before? Our, our director, Kendra, is here in the, in the studio. We have a fourth shadow <laughs> guest. Yeah. In the no, studio. No, We're being directed. <laughs> <laughs> Millie, Millie's story is... Uh, uh, certainly unique to our area, not unique to America. I mean, other other black people sued successfully for their freedom and went through various hardships to do that. But um, she's special to us because prior to finding her story, we just didn't have anyone like that. You know, the um, uh, the legacy of black people was that we were we had a, a what like a twenty five percent middle class business owning population prior to nineteen oh six. And the unfortunate legacy of those three men who were lynched on the square sent most of the, the town packing. And so, I mean, Millie is somebody who gives us pride. Um, she becomes kind of this, uh, this, uh, this nucleus around which a much larger story is told, right? And that's the story of America, particularly the story of black America enduring through oppression that lasted before even the founding of this country. The story of the Millie Project is definitely the story of this important founder of Springfield, but it's also a really fast history lesson. And a lot of the history people have heard, and, and you, you hear it, and it's like, I, I remember that story, I've, I've heard this before. And there are many things that our audiences walk away going, how come we've never been told this? You know, how come we're not being taught this in school? Uh, how come we're not being we're not talking about this around the dinner table at home? And so uh, it's a it's a very very important story. It's becoming even more important now that the current administration is is starting to seriously put the kibosh on even talking and acknowledging racism at all. Mm. Right? Uh, they want to. That's a dangerous propaganda coming out of the White House. And so so uh, uh, sorry, I don't mean to get too long winded no, about it, this, please. but uh, but the story of Millie Sawyer's is a big big important story, and she is sort of the sounding board for a much larger story that is part of her story and that 
her story is a part of. And I think it's not only her specific history, but how we uncovered her history and how we talk about her history. Her history was almost forgotten. I played Connie Yen, who is an archivist who just found Millie's story, pieced it together from old court documents that she found in a box that was titled African-American Related. And she discovered this history of this incredible woman who stood up against everything in her life, against all the social norms against her enslaver at the time who is recorded for beating her. So she was putting herself in every danger imaginable to do this. But her story was almost forgotten. And, you know, compared to the Campbells, who her court case was heard in their house, we know lots of history about them. And we know lots of history about all of the other founders who are then recorded to have, you know, beaten her in the street. And her history is one we almost forgot, but it is so important. And so just recognizing that these histories that are really hard and really difficult to find are some of the most crucial to actually understanding our nation, how we work. Yeah. I don't know if all of us grew up here, but Dan and I certainly did. And I just learned mm-hmm. about this this year. Yeah, and, uh, that was very recent. To, to, be, to be fair, the story only broke in 2017. Right. Um, oh, okay. Nobody really knew until sure. Connie Yen you yeah. know, dug up this story and, and got it to Jack Bologna at the Springfield News Leader. There is a mention of Millie Sawyer's in... Have you ever heard of Confederate Girlhoods? It's a collection of different memoirs and letters and photographs of the Campbell family and then some other like founders of Springfield. There's a mention of her in like the very like back of this book. And I need to go back and read it again because wow. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it says and stuff. Yeah, kind of makes me wonder uh, what other stories are out there that just lost to time. Uh, no, I mean, lost to time and explicitly destroyed right. uh, <laughs> by uh, an evil class of people. But it, it's, it's, it's incredible that we're starting to dig some of that back up. I think it's our mm-hmm. responsibility to. And, uh, that's a big part of the reason why we wanted to have y'all come on the show today. And hopefully whenever y'all have more performances, we can promote those as well. I do know Steve Pokin has wrote, written about it twice, and unfortunately, it is not yet a law that if you live in Springfield, you have to read every Steve Pokin mm. column. I've mm. been, fight, been fighting for that. <laughs> but, uh, we're going to try to help get the word out. Andy Once always says that this is Steve. the most Im- important problem plaguing our society. <laughs> not everyone reads He's Steve always Pokin. on the courtroom steps. <laughs> anyway, as listeners know, it is exceptional September which you may or may not have emphasized to the extent that we should have last wow. week. <laughs> we are covering places that uh, break the rules, the arbitrary rules that we set mm. for the show. We're making a bit of an exception. We are, yeah. For <laughs> we actually cover restaurants inside the Springfield city limits. Mm-hmm. or founded in Springfield, meaning uh, can't cover Andy's frozen custard. Sure. <laughs> it's like the one people get mad about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the place we're covering today is not a restaurant. It is a pop-up for now that will eventually be a catering business, if my understanding is correct. Usually I do a full like biographical history segment of uh, the places we're going to cover, but we just did Big Mama's Coffee House uh, like two months ago or something like that. Yeah, real recently. And so on that episode, there is a long history of uh, Dr. Lyle Foster's involvement in restaurants and business in Springfield. And goes into, oh, there's Wynn. That's definitely going to come in on the mics. Mm. Um, It is feeling real nice, though. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) One of the hotter hotter background (laughs) recordings we've done. Pop-up is called Queen City Soul Kitchen. Uh, I'm going to read uh, the kind of a breakdown that they put on their Facebook page, saving me from having to do a bunch of work. Southern soul food is a culmination of a history into the ability to create food from the earth, from the environment that would soothe, nourish, comfort, and ultimately provide sustenance through a difficult past. This person's good. You can already tell. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Today, we recognize soul food as the ultimate culinary cuisine that is to be savored and enjoyed from all walks of life. In response to the pent-up demand for soul food in Springfield Mo, the creative team of Chef Polly, caterer extraordinaire Francine Pratt, and community entrepreneur Lyle Foster have teamed up to launch Springfield's Queen City Soul Kitchen. The soul food that you have been waiting for is now here to satisfy the passion for traditional Southern soul food and your favorite down-home memories. The love for soul food is in our DNA, and recipes are often passed down from generation to generation. But many times, the real secrets are not written down, but come from watching the skilled soul chefs who are the grandmothers and pops, that's in quotations, who satisfy many a family meal with their, another quotation here, slap your pappy cooking. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the time is now for Springfield to taste soul food at the next level, but still true to the familiar tastes that made us love soul food cooking in the first place. Queen City Soul Kitchen is located in the neighborhoods of Springfield's north side, ready to serve you and to remind you of the best flavor that only comes from the recipes prepared with care and love like Grandma always made. Target audience, all <laughs> lovers of good soul cuisine and those who want to discover the flavors of Southern cooking with unique touches. This is um, set up at the Farm to Counter space on Broadway Street, northwest of Grant and Commercial. Anybody been there before, used that business before? It's a place where you can just get your fresh vegetables. It's kind of like a CSA sort of situation, it seems like. It seems incredible. Yeah. So this was a pop-up. Uh, the way it worked was they had like four different uh, choices you could make. Like there were like a binary options. Choose this or that for your four different choices. And they had a dessert and a little muffin as well. I figured since we all went and just tried to, you know, whatever options we chose, we could just run down each option. Whoever ate it can talk about it. We all got a little cornbread muffin. Wow. Anybody have cornbread muffin thoughts? Yeah. I adored the cornbread muffin. <laughs> 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 I thought it was moist and delicious. <laughs> Came in a small rainbow cupcake liner, just real standard. Pretty tasty. Not like extraordinary. It was like a jiffy cornbread muffin like, like your grandma might make uh -huh. is what my notes say. It's exactly what you want with a home-cooked meal like this. I didn't eat mine right away. What? Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, you might consider it a bit of a cornbread fumble uh, on my part. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, unfortunately, it, it, it had set up a little bit more the, than I think it was mm. supposed to. It, it wasn't mm. quite as moist. But uh, that's my fault. I can't, I can't judge their <laughs> yeah, cornbread preparation. Up, Dan. I know. I screwed up, and I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I had a similar experience. Uh, my, my, I, 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 it was very, very tasty, but I wished that I had got it right when it was hot out of the oven. Yep. Um, I should have uh, eaten it in my car. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> It's one of the rare instances when have. you didn't eat the food in your car. Yeah. Even sometimes if like, I have the food delivered, I'll take it out to my car. Because <laughs> it's hot in there, so it keeps uh, the car keeps the warm. food hot. Yeah. Any other cornbread thoughts? I don't know. It was pretty good. Standard, standard cornbread. That was my thoughts. Yeah, pretty standard. In yeah. a good way. Liked it. Yeah. Well, it was that it, let me just say it was that it, you know, when we talk about cornbread, there's there's cornbread and then there's like to me, like Southern cornbread is the Johnny Cake cornbread. Like this was sweet. Mm. It, it wasn't just your Johnny Cake. You didn't just like it wasn't. You know, it it, it had some kind of seasoning in there. Do you do you all recall what? Huh. It was sweet. It was yeah, like it was a sweet cornbread. It was sweet, yeah. but it also kind of had a flavor that it wasn't just your run of the mill cornbread. I mean, it it had a a, a unique taste to it. Got a super taster over here. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, some was in there. I hate to ask this, but is it possible that you ate the wrapper? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, maybe like some. Maybe they just put a little. I, 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 not that I remember that this is what it was, but like if, maybe there's a little nutmeg or some cloves sure. or something in there. There was oh. something other than just you know the sugar and cornmeal that you typically find in a in a cornbread. I, I am in agreement. Okay. All right. Okay. Kendra agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Next was a choice between spinach salad or braised cabbage. Who tried the spinach salad? I think we all tried everything. Yeah. Okay. We cool. just got a mess of things. Sure. And we all had so, it. Some wet spinach. Mm -hmm. A little slimy quality. With pecans. Got yes, pecans, pecans in there. In there That's too. the... Uh, the the X factor there like that gave it a little gave it a nice crunch this wasn't my favorite but it's more of just a not for me thing like just sure. texturally it's not my not my preference other thoughts I on the other hand um, adored the spinach salad wow. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the texture I just thought it was fantastic <laughs> well the funniest thing about the spinach salad is that I sent Emily the menu and asked her to tell me what she wanted to eat. And instead, she wrote back and said, I'll have the spinach salad. <laughs> <laughs> One spinach salad, please. <laughs> so I gave the little cup to her and said, this is for you, Emily. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't my favorite. I did like it. It was a little sweet. It was a little wet. I agree with you, Andy. But it was it was good, though. I just, I don't, I don't think I would. I, I like the cabbage better, and I think I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't order it again, I think, probably. Some red onion slices in there, too, mm. if I recall. Maybe pickled red onions, even. I think that I, was I my totally favorite agree. part. Yeah. Braised cabbage. Wow. Who tried the braised cabbage? That was fantastic. Details, was please. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really pretty much only have my mom to compare anything to. You know, like she would make soul food and 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 like when I think of cabbage, I think of her cabbage mm. or my cabbage, which is never like her cabbage. But um, <laughs> but you know, and it's good and it's southern, but it's fairly basic compared to this. This had kind of a almost a a blackened quality to mm. it. You know, it was like a it, it had a, a barbecue flavor. You know, mm. like it was uh, it was braised. Mm. You know, um, and I don't know if I've had braised cabbage like that before um it was delicious uh it just had a smoky flavor to it that i really really loved apparently it was cooked with smoked turkey i didn't get any bits of smoked turkey in there but uh i do think the flavor transferred over oh. uh i it's an it was a nice mixer i i that's kind of the way i felt about the spinach too is it was good for mixing with everything else on the mm-hmm. plate like mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. addition mm-hmm. scalloped potatoes wow <sighs> i tried these Oh, boy. That was one of my favorite things on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rich, creamy, too. gooey. Only mildly cheesy, maybe. More buttery than cheesy mm-hmm. to me. Scalloped, Cook- even. Yeah, you might say. <laughs> uh, cooked with skin skin on? Potatoes, pretty sure? Mm. I got yeah. one bite oh, that had yeah. a bunch of skin on it, mm-hmm. and that was, that was my favorite. That's where all the nutrients are. Mm. Oh, yeah. Perfect. It's the best. <laughs> you know, and, and, and every bite was different. You know, like like now that you say that, this mm-hmm. is what I'm taking me back to this. This, you know, sometimes you got a bite with a lot of skin on. Sometimes you got like a big chunk of potato, and other times you got just sort of like, yep, it was almost mashed. You know, and 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 it was just, but it was always cheesy and buttery. Uh, it was delicious, and and also kind of had a smoky. You know, like everything mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. everything must have been influenced by that smoked turkey. You know, because uh, <laughs> there was a through line of barbecue flavor that ran through everything, uh, while while allowing each individual dish to maintain its own kind of. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I I wonder if those potatoes <laughs> were. <laughs> gonna have this much to say about it. I was worried. I was worried because I was like, oh my gosh, man, it's next week. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to talk about this food. Very happy but it's here. all coming back to me. It's so it was so good. It was so good. Sorry. I don't mean to dominate the no, mic. No, don't love be sorry. It. You're doing so good. I'm gonna fill this time somehow. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, good. My favorite buy was like just a sh- fully shaved off side of the potato. It's like a big hunk of skin. It's just a little starch on the inside. Oh, it was great. I I feel like this had a little bit of an earthy flavor to it. I don't know if it was some of those fresh vegetables that sell at the farm to counter. It's the or what, apple of the but... earth, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> the palm de terre. Oh boy, uh, mac and cheese was the other the other choice for the uh, second course. Wow, East Coast mac and cheese, Andy. You got you got to get these specifics down. <laughs> you got to. You gotta, you gotta, just says mac and cheese on the sheet I know, have right on, in front of me. On the it order did say form, East Coast. On, oh. Yeah, on yeah. on the Facebook page. Uh, I had East Coast mac and cheese. Now, I did look up uh, East Coast mac and cheese and found uh, zero results. There, there was <laughs> nothing indicating that there is any um, uh, East Coast style of mac and cheese. about the East Coast of Italy, Dan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds better than Midwest <laughs> mac and cheese. Ab- hey. well, it's all about, actually, it's all about how much saxophone is in it, I think. You <laughs> yes. Know. <laughs> 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 this was uh, some thick elbow noodles and a thicker cheese sauce. Uh, noodles completely encased, not exactly creamy in that it wasn't like wet, yeah. but everything was cheesy in that it was covered in cheese. Uh, there was some brown cheddar topping on the top, but no breadcrumbs. I love this. This mm. was like a, yeah. maybe my favorite thing I had. I yeah, it was it. really good. Like when I want mac and cheese, I really just want like a chunk of cheese with some noodles and that's about Ab- what I felt like absolutely. I got. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. There was no move. You couldn't like really Uh -uh. move the noodles around. They were set in place by the Mm -hmm. the cheese uh, case. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else have the mac and cheese? Yes. I actually think this was the best mac and cheese I have ever had. I think I might have exclaimed that as well. It was really, really good. (laughs) He called his neighbors over. (laughs) (laughs) Come get a load of this. You know, mac and cheese is a staple side dish for soul food meal, you know, and, and, and so I've had a lot of mac and cheese. I like mac and cheese, but I'm not a big fan. Oftentimes, it's just kind of basic and not, you know, it's a little bland. The cheese isn't really especially sharp in mm. terms of the cheddar, you know, kind of quality to it. And, uh, and sometimes it's not, it's, 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 it's not dry enough for my liking. You know, this, this was not that. This was really like, it had kind of a sharp cheddar to it. Mm. It, was, uh, it was a good, you know, kind of, 
it, it, it was everything everybody just said about it. It was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious, but I'm still not a huge mac and cheese fan. So like, it was the scallop potatoes that I went back for. See, nice. I am also not usually a huge mac and cheese fan. I usually think it's just like watery and kind of like bleh. But I felt like I was just getting slammed with carbohydrates and I loved it. So <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely my favorite. <laughs> slammed with carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf. Wow. Nice. That was one of the two entree choices. <sighs> Meatloaf. I know Dan got this. Oh, my like like a bat out of uh, what, what's 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 a meatloaf thing uh the dashboard light and all that uh, <laughs> bat at the end of the dashboard light yeah bat at the end of the dashboard light uh i would do anything for love and I would do that if that is eating this meatloaf. That's right. Uh, <laughs> this <was laughs> dense but juicy, full oh, of man. meaty flavor. <sighs> crispy cooked loaf cap. I don't really know how to yes. describe like the crispy uh -huh. in part, but they made sure that that was in there. And I really hope that that comes with every single serving because oh you gosh. get kind of the wet sauce on top and the actual real crispy part, which is obviously the best part of the meatloaf. Nice sweet top sauce, almost barbecue-y. This reminded me of barbecue more than really anything else. Yep. And uh, I, I thought it was excellent, but I, you know, I do have to actually issue an apology. Oh, um, to Kenny Howell, my father, uh, because whenever I took a bite out of this, this did make me slap my pappy. <laughs> I slapped my pappy. <laughs> John had a physical reaction uh, to Dan's description of this. I feel like you've got more that needs to come out. I, uh, I'm only glad that my mother lives in Western North Carolina because I would have smacked her. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, uh, it was, yeah, no, everything you said, I, d I don't know if I could say it any better. I mean, it oh, was, wow. it was my absolute favorite thing on the table. Awesome. Um, I've had like, I've been thinking about it ever since. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we had this a week ago, by the way, it's been a full I'm going to be this. thinking about it for a long time. Um, you said you can get it only on Sundays? No. Uh, the pop-up's only that. open on oh. yeah. it's like once I, I guess every other Sunday. Right I now. need to yeah, know yeah. when it's going to happen again yeah. because like we did a whole kind of, okay, good, thank you. I don't even we, know if the meatloaf's on the menu for the next time. <laughs> no, it's a different menu every Ooh, time. We'll go over it at the end. Well, Liz picked, up, Liz picked up a bunch of food, and we did kind of the family style kind of thing, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be a total pig, you know, and she even, there was, you know, everybody was being polite, and I think just I was just being a little too pig. polite. She was like, she was like, you can have some more, John. I'm like, no, that's cool, you know, somebody else is going to want that, for John, sure. I meant it really sincerely. I, I know you did. I know, I know. I'm just too nice, I think. It, I, I've been beating myself up ever since. I've been slapping myself right like you should eat some more of that <laughs> meatloaf uh, it is it, it was it was um yes everything you said i mean yeah. in in that that uh that sort of charred slightly charred not charred but like um uh um, almost caramelized caramelized yeah. thank you uh that cap on it you would take a bite of that and it was just so hearty and and it had that barbecue flavor i've never had meatloaf mm. that tasted like it was made on a grill, yeah. you know? Like, I oh, just, yeah. I was amazed um, at the flavors. It was, um, it, it is, uh, well, I'll have more to say about this later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, it was so good, though. And the meat was so savory, like the meat in the middle. I feel like that can be mm. dry, but it was so yeah. savory and tasty. And it was a thick meatloaf. Oh, yeah. For it to be that moist in the center. True. Oh, I typically despise meatloaf, <laughs> and I, I loved this meatloaf. I've never had meatloaf that was so smoky, like you guys said. Did you smack your pappy? I smacked my pappy. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I know your pappy. I'm going to ask him about it. <laughs> I didn't get any like grains in there. I didn't sense that there was like a rice in there or anything. Sometimes meatloaf is filled out with rice. I felt mm. like it was all meat. Oh, yeah. I even saved some of it uh, despite my John. want to eat it all. Do you still have it? No. I reheated it twice last week on Tuesday and Thursday. And I can tell you the meatloaf holds up because leftover meatloaf, that, that's just, that's a beautiful thing. That must thing. have been a really big portion. 
it was a pretty big portion. I actually got some from uh, an additional portion from my girlfriend, but mm. she only ate about half of hers. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I was mixing. Now, the other entree appears as if it's going to be a very big portion. And it's a little deceptive because there's a lot of bone, a lot of bone in there. This is the barbecued pork neck bones. You know, I got to say, Dan, this is the one that reminded me most of barbecue. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> uh, these are pretty labor intensive. Um, the bone is uh, about 70% of it. Uh, there's a lot of work involved. It's a sweet, mild barbecue sauce, wildly varied texture with this. Uh, tender sections, fatty sections, grisly sections. Often you get all that in one bite. Yeah. Really juicy, tons of flavor. Kind of like rib meat, but with like more going on and much bigger chunks of actual meat in there. I had this one transcendent bite that was like mostly just melty fat and barbecue sauce. <gasps> oh, it was so awesome. If I could, well, it'd be a terrible for me and everyone who ever <laughs> ate that. If you could just get a meal that was just a big fatty, gooey, saucy <laughs> bite. But uh, I would certainly be tempted to just have 12 bites of that for a meal. What did everybody else think? Yeah, I found it very frustrating that it tasted so good and I, I couldn't get to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, I thought I was done at one point, and I spotted, oh, wait, is that a little, is that some meat there? And I found, like, another, you know, half ounce of meat underneath, like, hidden underneath a bone enclave. Like a yeah. dog with, like, a Kong ball <laughs> filled with peanut butter. <laughs> Andy's trying it to get that, like that, that bone ball. peanut butter. <laughs> no, you're just describing me. Yeah. Trying to get after some exactly. peanut butter. Yeah, no, it was very, very tasty, but it is funny. I was like, what is a neck bone shaped like? Because I was like trying to get to the meat. <laughs> like, I thought I had an idea, <laughs> but then I wasn't as clear. I think at one point I said something like, you know, this is, it, it's it's a little bit of work getting at this and it's, it's kind of, you know, fun, you know, in a mm -hmm. way. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a little frustrating, yes, but it's also like, well, it's giving me something to do here. It's like mm. a puzzle. Yeah, so try to eat crab or something. <laughs> yeah. I did really want to taste more of that meat. Every time I think about those neck bones, I think about that scene in Star Wars when Han Solo flies the Millennium Falcon down onto that, that asteroid and that worm creature mm -hmm. is like, he's like flying in and out of all these little tunnels and this huge <laughs> alien asteroid worm is trying to get him. And I thought, that's my tongue, you know, getting in here. And the Millennium Falcon is like, you know, a piece of meat. <laughs> just trying to get away, you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> should you just be the third host, or should one of us <laughs> step <laughs> down? <laughs> I, I don't know how to run the computer, so I think Andy has to <laughs> remain. No, he's gonna he's just gonna take my place. Not be full time. If anything, I think we've learned that's probably the optimal situation. John, John pointed out while we were eating this, like that soul food is often a lot of food that white people didn't want to eat. Mm -hmm. And this like makes sense, you know, the neck bones like not the optimal food, but they found out a way to make it, you know, amazing. Yep. And to keep the kids busy all night, you know, like <laughs> here, go eat these neck bones. Yeah. Like, thanks, mom. <laughs> now we can get we some can peace. Take, take away from this. Uh, <laughs> this is the truth. True white reason. people, dumb. Let's move on to uh, <laughs> dessert: yellow cake with chocolate frosting. Wow. Okay, so. This looked like a small piece mm. when I opened it up, which is totally fine. I took that first bite. My perspective suddenly shifted. Wow. This was so insanely dense and rich. Yep. There's a lot of cake to this cake. It was a dense cake. Yeah. It's almost as dense as a meatloaf. Mm. I would I would agree with that. Heavy. Um, I, was, I, I found by the time we got to the cake, we were talking a lot and everything, and I... I realized I had finished my cake and hadn't really given mm. it any thought. Oh. Like it was, I oh, ate no. it. I just scarfed it down mindlessly. I housed my cake. I <laughs> ate it so quickly, it was ridiculous. It, it went down easy, didn't it? Yes, it went down very easily. <laughs> it was good. It oh. was good. But I remember, I, I I remember thinking, like I think I just was really wanting more of the meatloaf. Honestly, <laughs> at that point. I was just kind of occupying my mouth with the cake. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I would have preferred the meatloaf. Uh, the cake was good, yeah. but I wanted more meatloaf. Yeah, I think um, I had trouble finishing the cake because I ate John's portion of the meatloaf that he wanted. <laughs> I, I think it was one of the best things there, really. I, I, it was incredible. Just something about yellow cake with chocolate icing, like... There's very few desserts that are better, and this was done like it's such a perfect. Like it wasn't, there was, it wasn't fancy. Like there was nothing mm -hmm. super special about the icing or the yellow cake. Nothing, no like curveballs, but it was 
perfectly executed mm. yellow cake with chocolate icing. So good. Yeah. I loved it. Anybody try the uh, tropical punch Kool-Aid or the sweet iced tea? Mm-mm. No. The two drink options? We didn't. Oh. I think oh. I think that's uh that's where that's where they're getting a lot of profit. I think those are yeah. about two dollars a piece, and for two meals, it was like seventeen dollars yeah. before tips. Such eight dollars each. Oh my goodness! And for what you get, just mm-hmm. awesome price point. Four for thirty. Also, wow. And, and I grew uh, up on Tropical Punch Kool Aid. Oh, tell us more. I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I just, just like we would, we would go to the store and buy them ourselves if my if my mom wouldn't buy them because they were like you know, the Weilers little packets were. 10, 15 cents, 12 cents a pack or whatever. And I just, so many times, we would just crack one of those open, throw a couple pounds of sugar in the (laughs) pitcher and fill it up. We'd always, (laughs) this is silly, but like, we no watched a lot room of- for silliness <laughs> here. <laughs> we watched a lot of Looney Tunes when we were kids, and we really liked that one where um, Elmer, Elmer Fudd thinks he's killing the, the rabbit, and he's, he's singing about it to the tune of The Ride of the Valkyries. Kill the rabbit. Yep. Kill. And, and uh, whenever we would pour the water, we'd turn the sink on and, and fill up the pitcher, just this fountain of red would go, and we would always sing Kill the Wabbit while we were doing that. <laughs> 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 it was just... Just a, just a random memory that kind of like that's what tropical punch Kool Aid is for me. You know? Love it. An association uh, memory with food. That's awesome. So Queen City Soul Kitchen ordinarily. So was the Kool Aid rabbit blood? <laughs> I mean, while we were making it, it was. You know, just for that, just for that little laugh that we got, and then uh, at some point it ceased to be, and it was just Kool Aid. <laughs> This one to unpack that a little. Yeah, it's like it's a Eucharist. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, moving on. <laughs> Usually we would rate these places that we cover, but I think this is a pop up. It's a place just kind of getting started. We're just gonna make an exception, sure, and say it's really good, wow. and people should check it out mm. if they feel so inclined, and they should feel inclined. There's another one this coming Sunday, September 13th. The menu yeah. for this one, they're gonna have dinner rolls. Mm. It's totally different. Every single item is different. There's no repeats. Uh, West Coast Banana Pudding. The West Coast <gasps> Banana Pudding. Oh. I think sure. they're just slapping coast names <laughs> on stuff. Oh, this is the banana pudding that has the vanilla wafers in it, right? Yes. Mm. Yes. Listens to G-Funk. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Collard greens with smoked turkey. Baked beans with a kick. Ooh. And savory smothered chicken over rice. Noticed no choices this time. You just that's what you're getting. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. So that is that is nine dollars a plate, and I highly recommend checking this place out. You can just send them a message. Uh, I should I should remember their number. You just text your order. I really love the ordering system. Mm-hmm. Get it in before like Friday evening, and it's just they're ready for you. Yep. We picked ours up so quickly. Yeah, it was awesome. Everything about this was a great experience. Yeah. So let's move on to our special guest interview segment, Last Meal. Wow. Funny bitch. We retired the premise of this segment mm-hmm. last week. Uh, <laughs> now we're just going to say, hypothetically, if uh, you had only one more meal and everything else you eat after this is unseasoned oatmeal, mm-hmm. you got to put together one last meal from uh, items at locally owned Springfield restaurants. You get one drink, one appetizer, one entree, and one dessert. Mm. And We're talking no seasoning at all. None. And water. No you like salt? cream or Forget anything. It. No East Coast oatmeal. <laughs> no West Coast oatmeal. Well, not even that basic uh, always save table salt. Mm-mm. Can't even put that on no. there. No. And, and <laughs> Since so. you would want to. <laughs> Let's start with the drink. Water. (laughs) (laughs) Emily. (laughs) Well, it does have to be local water, so we're going to need you to specify. Water from the James River. (laughs) Hey, that's great. (laughs) Mine is the Paloma from Cafe Cusco. Mm, Wow. So good. Mm. Now that I think about it, I really like the chai tea latte from Mudhouse. Well, Maybe right. I'll have that as a substitute You're for getting water. river water. You are <laughs> that counts as a drink. It doesn't have to be a, an alcoholic drink. <laughs> Not exclusionary here. You know, uh, what, what really kind of comes to my mind, and, and I don't even know, like, this this should be from a local place, right? Yeah. I'm not sure that it is. No. Sh- does it, it's not that it should be. It's that it must be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know, because I, I have simple, you know, like, simple taste when it comes to drinks. Like, just give me something, you know? Kool-Aid? Yeah, tropical punch. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I, I did. I, I would. I, I really am suddenly wishing I had had the tropical punch Kool-Aid 
And so that's, I'm really that, that, sorry. that's gonna be I failed a, you. No, no, no. Uh, thanks, Liz, for not. I know. I what was the other option? I it didn't was offer like, you enough meatloaf with the appropriate force. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the Kool Aid. You should have really stayed on me about that meatloaf. I really should have insisted. What you needed to do was like drop it onto my plate. Like, no, mm. John, I know you want this. Yeah. <laughs> Remember this for next time. Okay, definitely. <laughs> and get the tropical punch Kool Aid next time. Okay, no, just, this is a failure no, on I'm, my I'm, part. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that actually because. Okay. Uh, I have never, ever, ever ordered Kool-Aid from a restaurant, and um, that's interesting in and of itself. And it's, you know, kill the wabbit. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean... I- Appetizer. The seaweed salad from Missouri. Mm. Ooh, all right. Mm. Yeah. What do you tasty. like about it? Uh, you know, it's like vinegary, and you don't feel as bad eating an appetizer that's not as bad, and then you can eat, like, a lot of your entree, which is what I always want to do. Love an enabling appetizer. That's right. That's Great. right. Yeah. I think I would have to say the bacon-wrapped dates from Touch. Oh, that's Ooh. such a good one. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are amazing. Can I do a food truck? Sure. Okay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called, but... <laughs> <laughs> we got you. <laughs> the egg roll place at the Farmer's Market on Republic Road. We don't got Whoa. you. Don't know about this. Egg don't know what this place. is. Yeah. Their spring rolls... Are amazing Write vegetarian down, spring rolls. Egg, egg, egg roll at the farmers market. They're minty. They're delicious. No spring rolls. Spring rolls. Okay. Farmers <laughs> market spring rolls. Making a note of this. Spring rolls at the egg roll place. <laughs> yeah, it is a food truck, and that's like all they do, right? It's yeah. just different kinds of egg rolls. Oh my gosh! Yeah, You've been there amazing. for a while. That sounds incredible. It's yeah. at the pavilion. Mm. Yeah. Cool, cool. Entrees. It's the main event. Okay, this was a, this was a really hard one because mine could have been all entrees, but I went with the Sergio from Maria's. Ooh, wow! What 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 is what is that? What's on that? Oh, it's meat and cheese, and then it's all wrapped in a tortilla and fried. It's basically a chimichanga, but they call it a Sergio. All right, say and then no it's more. got like a cheese sauce on the top. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. That, that yeah, it's everything awesome. you want, really. It's a big old mess, Dan. Yeah, it's real good. Wow. You all know what I'm, <laughs> you, you know what my entree is. Um, and it's funny because I, 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 I would have probably said, I don't know what I would have said because it's this, this kind of thing is hard for me. But um, in preparing for this, I was okay? like, you know, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I might get a little emotional. <laughs> He's pacing <laughs> around. <laughs> it's hard for me to kind of go like, what's your favorite, whatever, you know, like. I just my brain doesn't do that very well, but um, but I, I think if it was my last meal, right now today, yes, absolutely, hands down, the meatloaf from the Soul Kitchen, mm. yes, wow, yes, wow. yes, that good. Yeah. I, I chose wrong. I think it's safe to say I chose the wrong one. <laughs> I am terrible decisions, but if I had to pick between two, <laughs> I would probably do the Rock and the Beat salad at Civil Kitchen. Ooh, it's so mm-hmm. good. Or um, three taste chicken at Ramatai. Mm. I would probably go with a three taste chicken, but it, did one of us get that? One somebody ever? did. It's yeah, been over a year. That. Too yeah. long ago. It's my favorite thing at Ramatai. It's so oh. fantastic. Incredible desserts. Literally the last mm. good thing you'll ever mm-hmm. eat. <laughs> That's so scary. Yeah. Okay, got, mine is oh, go go, go. no. You please. go, John. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. <laughs> Speaking of civil kitchen. They have an ooey gooey butter ice cream sandwich. Wow. That would be the way I would go out. Nice. That That sounds great. And and that would probably take me out, actually. (laughs) Because I think I've only ever shared one with somebody, but I think that would take me out. Mm. And uh, and I'd be happy to go. Okay, mine is the flourless chocolate cake from Cafe Cusco with the Askinosi chocolate shavings. Mm. It's unbelievable. Mm. It inspired me to try to make my own flourless chocolate cake, which is not as good. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm terrible at making decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so I would probably go with um, the Nutella nut, I think it's called, rolled ice cream at La Boba, if you've Whoa. ever been there on oh. Sunday. Yeah. Oh. Or <laughs> it's so good. It's like bananas and Nutella, and it's those two things are that fantastic. And then AM Donuts. Have you ever had it? It's another food donuts. truck. Oh, Hi. Not, okay. And AM Donuts? Yeah, if you go to the farmer's market on Republic Road, <laughs> <laughs> every Saturday they're there. And they have, like, glaze that they put over their donuts, and they're made fresh, and they're just tiny little things, but they are fantastic. Talking yeast or cake? Uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's, 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 it's not only the donut and yeah, the donut a different times. That's right. I'm a weird freak who knows way too much about donuts. You're right. I get the cake batter donuts. They're really good. Yeah. So do you love them? Are you like you like work PR for Farmers Park or? No, but I am there every Saturday. Cool. What a great segment. Wow. Fantastic segment. Yep. I guess it's about time we wrap it up, right, Dan? It sure is, Andy. And I mean, if only we had another segment on the books, because I, I would just love to stick around with our lovely guests this week. But alas, it is the end of the show. The time is 9.02. It is Tuesday night, and you are listening to C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. My name is Saul T. Cashew, and I'm spinning all the hits that give the babies fits. Wee, wee. First up, we've got a two-for-Tuesday portion of Johnny Cashew with a boy named Nut, followed by Cashew Blues, parentheses, cashews equals cocaine. <laughs> then we got your weather on the tins and a hefty serving of the new Justin Brazil Nut featuring DJ Khaled, titled Partying is Nuts. <laughs> Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> how you doing, Saul? It's been a little while. Sorry, I had to it's pop in there. I, you know, we were on the air there for a second, but uh, my, you know, ra- the, ra- the radio transmitter's <laughs> off now. We're so playing our, the tunes. Our dismayed guests know. <laughs> Saul T. Cash has visited the show several times in the past. It's probably been a year. Oh, it's yeah. Been it's been about a, a year while, since yeah. you've been by. Yeah, it's been a little while since I've been on the show. It's great to see you. What's yeah. the occasion? Did you just, like, hear us from the park or what? Oh, yeah. I mean, once in a while, I got, got a radio broadcast that I got to pop in for, and mm-hmm. I got to get it out to the listeners. Oh, excuse me. Actually, I think I'm my next is up. That was Coldplay with yellow parentheses, kind of like a nutshell. <laughs> I am Salty Cashew, and you are listening to C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. Now, here at C106.7, we're all about giving back to the community, which is why we've decided to partner with Big Biker Brothers and Sisters of the Ozarks. Big Biker Brothers and Sisters of the Ozarks sets up kids in need with big, I'm talking huge, scary bikers that can intimidate <laughs> people for them and teach them how to make booze. Thank you to Big Biker Brothers and Sisters of the Ozarks for keeping our less fortunate youth armed. We here at C106.7 salute you. Next up, we have a duo of duets. First, we'll be spinning Leanne Rhymes and Busta Rhymes smash hit How Do I Live Without Woo? Parentheses Hop. <laughs> Followed by Cashew B and Megan the Tree Nut with W-A-P, we ate pecans. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I had to get back on the air there for a second. <laughs> hey, you got some guests here today. What's your guys' names? You can't introduce oh. yourselves again, I guess. <laughs> like our nut names? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You don't have to, I mean, that's just my actual name. You don't have to have nut names. Oh, hi, I'm Liz. <laughs> I'm John. I'm Emily. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. You guys listen to the radio much? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't have cool. anything else in my car. I have no way to connect it to anything else. <laughs> so by default. <laughs> Sorry, actually, I got to get back on the air here. Folks, the time is now 11.59, which means old Salty Cashew's got to be hitting the old road and switching you over to Terry Gross, who will be spinning her favorite peanut and tree nut themed tunes, you dig? <laughs> Thank you again to Big Breaker Brothers and Sisters of the Ozarks for all they do. And thank you, the listener, for making C106.7 the third highest rated peanut and tree nut themed <laughs> music channel in southwest Missouri. I'm going to leave you with one more tonight. It's David Bowie with Ziggy Peanut and the almonds from Mars branded Almond Joy. Can we leave the radio on? I want to hear the Terry Gross segment. <laughs> Hi, folks. My name is Terry Gross, and I will be playing some Yola Tango. This yeah, that's what she does. She plays music. That's right. <laughs> well, I better be getting going. I, uh, pleasure, as always, stopping by and uh, getting did, the did guest names. Did you have names. a reason to stop by? No, no, I had a radio broadcast oh, there. Okay. You guys have very powerful transmitters here. When are you going to get into the podcast game, Saul? 
Are you kidding me, Andy? Terrestrial radio's got nowhere to go but up. Why would I jump off of this rocket ship to the stars? You're baby? alive. You're a live broadcast man. None of this pre-recorded stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. I don't do any of that crap. <laughs> well, never. See you guys. Bye, Saul. <laughs> wow. Salty cashew. Yep. Here in the flesh. What a great reason for him to be here. Outside. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of his whole thing. <laughs> he just comes and does the radio for a little bit. Anything we need to, to tell listeners about, Dan? Oh, goodness, Andy. They, they can check out our uh, bonus episodes, towerclub.springfoodmo.com. Is that what it is? Yeah, sure. And uh, $5 a month, get a couple bonus episodes each month of just me and Andy talking about new restaurants and just just or, chatting, just having a good old time. Not talking about any food at or, all, or as not, was the yeah, case with the one doing nothing. last week. Just very tired, trying to make it through an hour. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, $5 a month, half of which goes to Ozark's Food Harvest, helping those in need across the Ozarks. Uh, maybe we should get in with those uh, big biker brothers and sisters of the Ozarks. We should. Get some mm-hmm. of those kids some uh, some heavies. I think maybe we ought to you know, we keep having weirdos show up here at the end of our episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should get some of them to act as bodyguards to prevent oh, that yeah, from happening. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners would appreciate it, I'm sure. Uh, part of the cast of the Millie Project <laughs> is a very uh, unnatural handle I'm giving all of you. Um, what do you all want to leave people with? I never thought about oral history being food until you read that description. But I was thinking it's the ultimate oral history. Sure. Boy, have I got a podcast for you, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Come and see the Millie Project when you get a chance. Check out our Facebook page. Uh, Please, please, please go vote in November and be good to yourself and the people you come in to meet. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) We should really have our guests say thank you for listening more often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. But for real, thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, join the Spring Food Mo Tower Club. Go to towerclub.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Joining the Tower Club is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at towerclub.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that the goofiest thing we've ever done on our show was not my idea. (laughs) Thank you so much.